Today on Awaken to Grace, we continue walking through our series on grace and truth. We have deep-dived the subject of grace. Today, we're going to continue our deep-dive of the subject of truth. Why does truth matter, especially in the climate, in the culture, in the society that you and I live in today? Well, I believe that the words of Jesus are just as relevant today as they were when he spoke them over 2,000 years ago. And today we're going to take our Bibles, and in this part two, we're going to study what Jesus says about truth. And I want to show you how not only can we know the truth, but the truth can set us free. I hope you enjoy today's episode. And if you have never emailed me, I want to invite you to do that, because even though I'm a blind pastor... I love to receive your emails, and even though I can't see them, uh, my device reads them to me, and it just makes my day when I hear from those of you who listen to Awakened to Grace. So take a few moments, shoot me an email this week, let me know who you are, where you're listening from, and how I can pray for you. You can always email me at pastorchadroberts at gmail.com. Again, pastorchadroberts at at gmail.com. Well, let's take our Bibles or devices and let's go to John chapter 8, verses 31, 32, and 33, and let's study the words of the Lord Jesus Christ today on Awaken to Grace. I pray fervently for people who are in the throes of this confusion concerning their gender. Can I just teach for a second here? What is truth? What is grace? Truth is, for someone, listen, hear my heart right now. For someone who is the creation, to say to our Creator, You made a mistake. You are wrong in what you've done. Friends, it is one of the last and great and final assaults on the authority of God. The truth is, we're the creation. He's the creator. See, C.S. Lewis, I mentioned him earlier... He argued in the book, God in the Dock. See, he says, years ago, it was God on the judge bench. It was mankind down in the dock. Today, we've reversed the order. We've put God in the dock and ourselves on the judging bench. Friends, that's the wrong order. Now, what is grace? Grace says... To a precious soul who is in confusion. Now what's truth? God is not the author of confusion. That's truth. But what is grace? Grace would say to that individual who is made in the very image of God. Truth is right is right and wrong is wrong. But grace says God understands how you feel. And God will heal you. God will help you. God will rescue you. 
Grace says to a person who has a hole in their heart, who says, I'm not right, and God's made me wrong, or God has messed up, or whatever the case is. No, grace offers the love of Jesus. Friends, if anyone that we as the church of Jesus Christ should have love and compassion and understanding and a world of grace for, it's people who are struggling with transgender issues. What does grace do? It humbles us down. And it teaches us how to reach out with the love and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Because you know what Jesus does? He does what he's done for us who are born again. He restores. He makes new. He turns ashes to beauty. God is a God of restoration and redemption. Amen? But see, we can't be full of grace without being full of truth. And we most certainly cannot be full of truth without being full of grace. You see how God has designed his gospel to be. Truth. Do we understand it? Are we abiding in it? Do we understand that God's standard of truth is his word? Do we really realize that? Because in today's society, truth is whatever people think it ought to be. And friends, that is a dangerous place to live. Our brother Brad, he uh, did a wonderful job praying before I came up and I was thinking about it in the early service. You know, Brad used to live in Nashville. If Brad and I did a little road trip and uh, he drove us to Nashville, if we were on our way to Nashville, but in reality we're headed east, let me ask you a question. Do all roads lead to Nashville? Now think about it. Because see, there's so many in this culture who they really believe... All roads lead to heaven. You want a little Buddhism? No problem. You want a little bit of secularism? No problem. You want a little this, a little that? Sprinkle here, sprinkle there? As long as you're sincere. Friends, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's just, I, to me, it's common sense. If you're driving east... Brad can be as sincere in his heart as he can be. And he can say, Pastor Chad, I promise you, with all my heart and all sincerity, we're headed to Nashville. But if we're driving east, are we going to, are all roads going to lead us to Nashville? See, that don't even make sense. (laughs) And when someone, even if they're sincere, says, all roads lead to heaven. Friends, it's not the truth. And this is why we need truth so much in our culture. Now, let me ask this question. Now, verse 32. Can we understand the truth? Can we even know? Are we arrogant to say that we know the truth? Well, what did Jesus say? Verse 32. You shall know the truth. Friends, that's not arrogance. What what did I say a minute ago? If Jesus left the gospel up to preachers, let me tell you something. (laughs) We would come up with something way more popular. But see, it's not up to us. 
if, if saying Jesus is the only way to heaven, if saying all roads don't lead to heaven, if it was just us saying that, then yeah, sure, we'd be mighty prideful. We'd be, we'd be pretty arrogant. But it's not us who said that. It's Jesus who said that. Do you understand what I'm saying? We can know the truth because Jesus said we can know the truth. Here's where we get in trouble. Again, go back to the foundation. When you strip out authority and then you strip out morality, then you're left without truth. And now the way we think in this present age, the way we think in this culture is what is truth to me? Friends, again, the Bible says you shall know the truth. You can discover truth, but you can't create it. (laughs) You can let truth change you, but you cannot change the truth. Why? Because the truth is not simply a set of mere facts. Truth is a person, and it's Jesus. Think about what Jesus said. Jesus did not teach a way. He did not model a way. He did not exemplify a way Jesus said of himself he is the way the truth and the life and friends if you if there is something in your thinking that says Jesus is a way then you've completely missed the gospel if there's something in you that says Jesus is a truth You've completely missed the truth of the gospel. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You can't change that. So can you know the truth? Absolutely. Jesus says we can know the truth. What is the truth? The truth is his word, John 17, 17. It's what sanctifies us. It's what sets us apart. And Jesus is the truth. (laughs) And Jesus and the word is one and the same. What does scripture say? In the beginning was the logos, the word. And the logos, the word, became flesh and dwelt among us. Emmanuel, God with us. Isn't that remarkable? And when Jesus Christ comes again on that glorious white horse, the Bible says on the thigh of that, what's it going to say? It's going to be written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And what's on the other thigh? The word of God. Amen. Friends, you and I can know truth and it can change us. And it can help us. It can set us free. Lastly, not only can we know truth, because Jesus said, you shall know the truth. How do you know the truth? When you're a follower of Jesus. And what makes you a follower of Jesus? When you abide in his word. Why? John 17, 17. His word sanctifies us. That word sanctification means to be set apart. Last week we saw justification, to be declared righteous, not guilty by God. Well, sanctification means to be set apart. It's the truth that sets us apart. It sanctifies us. So what's the logic of Scripture? 
When you're sanctified, set apart by the truth, you abide in the word, then you are a disciple of Jesus. When you're a follower of Jesus, you're going to know the truth. And what is the truth going to do? Here's the conclusion. It's going to set us free. Amen. Now let me ask you this. Why do we need to be set free? What does the truth do? Well, first of all, you and I battle satanic lies. Does Satan ever lie to you? Does Satan ever tell you that you've messed up too bad? Does he ever tell you? You know, sometimes, uh, perhaps sometimes you, you, you start to really get into the worship and you'll want to worship the Lord and Satan will be right there saying, you can't do that. You're not worthy of that. Quit being a fake. Quit being hypocritical. You ever try to read the Bible and Satan will tell you, you can't understand that. that, that that's too much for you. Let, let the preacher deal with that. You can't do that. Let me tell you, Satan will lie to you, amen? Jesus said when Satan speaks, he speaks out of his native tongue. He speaks out of his own character. He is a liar and the Bible calls him the father of lies. And he'll lie to you. He'll tell you crazy things. He'll tell you people are talking about you. He'll tell you people are gossiping on you. He'll tell you this person don't like you. He'll tell you this. He'll tell you. Let me tell you, Satan's always trying to influence us in a negative way. He's a liar, amen? We need the truth to combat that. I shared with you last week, I believe it was, maybe the week before, but a you know, brother who, I don't know, just something was telling me, this guy's got wrong motives and this, no. And the Holy Spirit said, Chad, quit being ridiculous. Put the truth test to it. Is what you're thinking true? No. Then get over it. It's Satan. He was trying to lie to me. Satan will lie to you all the time. He'll, he'll give you false assumptions. Let me tell you one of the most... One of the most detrimental things to your spiritual life are false assumptions. Don't, don't, don't let that be a snare for you. Don't, don't, uh, let me tell you, as your pastor, if you ever think that I'm thinking something about you, don't have a false assumption. Come and ask me. Amen. We'll walk around and somebody will look at us weird and we'll think, well, they don't like me. That's a false assumption. Some of you wave at me and I won't wave back. And... <laughs> you can't get mad at a blind man for not waving back at you, all right? False assumptions, right? We have them all the time. You need, to, you need the litmus test of truth. You need truth. You need truth and then you need grace. Amen? But see, not only do we battle Satan's lies, then we battle our flesh. Let me tell you, I didn't say this in the 9 a.m., but I felt like the Lord is pressing me to say it in the 11 a.m. I'm saying a lot of uncomfortable stuff today, aren't I? It's all right. It's all right. Some of you need... You need a double dose of truth today. Hear me. I'm not throwing stones at you, brother, sister. I'm going to tell you the truth right now. Some of you lie all the time. And you're dishonoring the Lord for it. You're trying to follow Christ, but you lie all the time. I'm telling you, God's, God's put this deep in my spirit right now. Some of you, you lie just for lying's sake. 
You lie just to lie. And the Holy Spirit is convicting you right now, and you need to repent of that. What you need, my friend, you need the truth. You need the truth. You need the truth. And you need to receive it today. And if you're somebody that you lie for fun, you ought to repent. Because let me tell you, the Bible's not kidding when it says all liars will have their place in the lake of fire. God's not kidding today. God's not kidding. God isn't joking. He's not fooling around. You need to repent today. Don't lie. Let God convict you deeply. Oh, and let me just say, boy, I tell you, the Holy Spirit, man, he is, uh, uh, he, he's, he's pressing in on us today, isn't he? Yeah, just make me feel a little better. Say amen if you're with me right now. Oh, boy, it's a lonely job when you're preaching stuff like this. It, <laughs> Some of you, some of you, you don't outright lie, but what you do is you deceive. Friends, deception is lying. You spend this much amount of money and you hide it from your spouse. You go here and do that and you hide it. What you hide is a lie. Amen? Let the Lord correct you, my friend. Let the Lord correct you. Amen. Amen? Amen. Sometimes we need, we need the Lord. We need his corrections. Praise God. Now, lastly, we battle Satan's lies. We're prone to lie because we're... we're uh, you know, if, if you get, Google this. Google, there was a survey done among Americans of what they would do for a million dollars. Google what Americans say they would do. It'll scare you to death. Hmm. But listen, this is another set of lies that we battle, and this is where I want to close. We lie to ourselves all the time. You ever tell yourself that you're not good enough? You ever tell yourself that you're inadequate? Do you ever tell yourself that you're not spiritual enough. You don't pray well enough. We lie to ourselves. We believe our own lies, don't we? You know, you, you know why you and I need the truth of God every single day? Do you know why? Because everything's lying to us. And not just Satan and not just ourselves, not just are we prone to lie. Listen, how many advertisements do we see every day that lie to us? Buy this and you'll feel successful. Go in debt and you'll feel better. Do this and it'll make you feel this way. It's all lies, my friend. And we live in a culture. Oh, we live in a godless culture that's bombarding us with lies. And that's why we need truth. Do you realize you can know truth today? You realize you can grow in truth? You realize that truth is God's word. Truth is Jesus Christ. Are you growing in truth? If you're not growing in truth, you're far more susceptible to lies. You know, the Lord has had me say a few things 
about transgender and homosexuality. He's had me say this today. I don't typically, I don't rail on certain things. I don't make a campaign out of preaching on this or preaching on that. I don't. uh, But the Lord's had me say this today. And maybe somebody's struggling. Maybe maybe someone is in the throes of this. Maybe your heart is very confused today. Precious person who you are so valuable that the body of Jesus Christ was nailed to a cross for you. Satan would tell you today that you're worthless. Satan would tell you today that you're defective. Satan would tell you, how could even God love you? What a liar. What a liar. And precious friend, oh, you who are created in the very image of God, if you'll receive truth today, if you'll receive it, it will set you free. Feeling confused? God's not the author of confusion. It's Satan. Will you receive truth today? Will you receive freedom today? You can know the truth and it will set you free. So today, if you're in the building, you know I'm blind as a bat. I wouldn't know if you're here or not. If you're in the building or you're watching online and you're in a struggle of homosexuality, I'm not throwing one stone toward you. I'm offering grace to you. (laughs) See, I'm a beggar who's trying to tell other beggars where to get food, where to find Jesus, the bread of life. So I want to pray for you right now. I feel this by the Holy Spirit. I want to pray for you. So Jesus, I pray for every person in this struggle who you love so deeply, who you know them. You know every doubt and you know every question, every confusion, every hurt. Oh God, you know it. Rescue them now. Jesus name if you've never repented of your sins perhaps you've been in church or you know the religion thing or whatever not asking any of that what I'm asking is have you ever repented have you ever surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus Christ said, God, here's all of me. Save me. Be the Lord of my life. For any person watching or here or listening, pray with me right now. Jesus, I receive your truth. 
set me free. Save me from sin. Save me from myself. Come and rescue me today. I need your forgiveness. I need your grace. I need your mercy. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And set me free. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we just thank God for all of those who prayed that prayer today? Amen. Amen.